Ketubot of Samachal, the last thing we're discussing was a woman who gave birth has to wait 24 months before getting married because we want to give that child enough time to nurse, to fully develop. And we also talked about that she has to eat the things that are healthy for the baby, things that will make the milk good. And then we talked about what she should and shouldn't eat. And with that, we're starting Samachal Amud Aleph, seven lines in, where it says Amar Avuna. So Amar Avuna. Ravuna Bachinenat wanted to test us, and he gave us a question as follows. If she's saying, I want a nurse, and he's saying, no, I don't want you to nurse, let's hire a nursing lady, I don't want you to look bad, I want you to stay in your good form, then Pashut, that we listen to her, because it's her pain, and she wants to feed her child. He's saying, hey, I want you to nurse the child. And she's saying, no, I'm not nursing. No one in my family nurses. I'm not doing it. So what's halacha there? If it's not the way of her family to nurse, do we listen to her? However, he or ha vehu lav or he. But if it's her way of the family and his is not his way of the family to nurse, and she wants to act like his family and not nurse. My, what would be the halacha there? Batar didazim, do we go by after his family? Or batar didazim, do we go after her side of the family? Ufashit naleh, and Ravuna told us that the answer they gave Ravuna Barhinena was meha, from the following famous braita. A woman who marries a man, it's, we always go by whoever is the higher level in society. She goes up to his level if he's from a higher level family, and if he's on a lower level, then she doesn't uh, go down, rather he must come up. So the same idea over here. If she wants to act like his side of the family and not nurse, she has the right. And Where do we know this from? That we go, that the woman goes after the husband only to, to, to go up in society, not down. It says, now, it, it could it call her an Eshet Ish. Why they call her Be'ulat Baal? Because we Doresh Ba'aliyato Shel Baal. We go up with the husband, Velobi Ridato Shel Baal. We don't go down with the husband. Rabbi Lazar, Amar Meach, Rabbi Lazar learns it from a different Pasuk. It talks about Hava, Kihi Aita, Em Kol Hai. Hava was the mother of every living thing. The Hayim Nitna, the Isha was made that you, she should be able to live, live a good life. Velo Letzar Nitna, and not to suffer. Next, we learned the Mishnah, she brought one maidservant into the marriage, and she doesn't grind, bake, do laundry, and the Gemara understands, Avda. it sounds like she does the other stuff. And the question is, she should tell him, I brought you a wife instead of me, meaning, I brought you a woman to do all the work that I was supposed to do. So meaning, why should I have to do other stuff? So the Gemara explains, Mishum Amala because the husband could tell her back, Hatar did fine. This maid servant is going to work for me and for her herself. Who's going to work for you? Meaning, one maid servant can only do two people's jobs, and if she's taking care of herself and me, then who's taking care of you? So you have to do your work. Now the Mishnah said, Shetaim, if she brought in two, then we're going to t- knock off another two jobs. She doesn't have to cook and she doesn't have to nurse anymore. Hasha, that sounds like the other stuff, like fixing the bed, uh, doing wool. Avda, she has to do.
Vetemale, why can't you just tell him? I brought you another wife, meaning now you have two maidservants. She's going to work for me and for her. Another one, and the other one's going to work for you and for her. So you have two. Each one does two people's job. We're four all together. And that should be good. I don't have to work anything. So the Gemara explains, Mishum de because the husband will tell back his wife, Kame or man tarah. Who's going to work for all the guests and all the people passing by back and forth? I need someone for that. That's where you enter. So now the Mishnah said, Shalosh amita. If there's three maidservants, she doesn't have to do the the beds anymore. So the Gemara says Hashara, but it sounds like all the other small things Avda she has to do. So now Vetemale. She should tell him, I brought you a third one and let her take care of all the guests that are coming in. So the Gemara explains, because Mishum De'amayla, because husband will tell her, Nefish Bene Beta, Nefish or Farhe, the more people in the house, the more guests will come in, the more work you're going to have to do. And therefore, that extra Shifha is going to have to do just more work, and someone's going to, and that's what we're going to need you over here. If that's the case, even if there's four maid servants, then even then there's going to be more people in the house and there's going to be more work and we're going to need the wife over here. So like Mike explains, if there's four maid servants, since there's so many, each one's going to help the other, they're going to get the job done and they won't need her to work. And she doesn't necessarily have to bring in all those maid servants with her, not actual people. If she brought enough dowry money that 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 equals up to maid servants, then even if she didn't actually bring the actual maid servants, then you have to get her maid servants to do this. You have to pay for it. And Tana, we learned in the Braita, and same thing, either she brought a maidservant with her from her father's house, or she deducted or reduced from what she was uh, supposed to get, then okay, then you owe her a maidservant with it. And we learned in the Mishnah, if there's four maidservants, she could sit there on a nice big chair and she doesn't have to do any work. And Amarav Yitzchak Bar Hananya, Amarav Huna, even though Hachamim said she could sit there on the big chair, Aval that she still has to do some stuff. Mozeged lokos, she has to pour a cup of wine and give it to him. Umat saat lo she has to uh, prepare a bed sheet on the bed. Umar hetzet lo panav and she has to wash his his face, hands, feet, things that are not too much work and they show love. We want them to have a certain love in between them. And amaravitz hak barhaniyah maravuna kol melachot sheisha osad ba'ala any melacha a woman does for her husband nida osad ba'ala nida also does it. Chutz, except, mimzigat, because pouring a cup of wine and giving it to him, ve'atza'at amita, and preparing the bedsheet, ve'arhatza'at panav yada v'raglav, and washing face, hands, feet, and we're talking about where his hands are under there, under the water, and uh, she's pouring the water on it, ve'atza'at amita, and when we said about preparing the bed, amar abalo amaran ela, that's only b'fanav, well, he's there in the room, abal shelo b'fanav, if he's not in the house, then Letlan, but there's no problem with her fixing the bed. Um zigata kos and and pouring a wine and giving it to him that Nida can't do. Shmuel, the way they would do it in his house is mechalfal debitu bida dismala. His wife would put it in front of him with her left hand. Abaye manhal leapu madechuba. 
Abaya's wife would put it on top of a jar or on top of a barrel. Rava Abisadya, Rabba's wife would put it on uh, next on the chair next to him, and Rafa's wife would put it Ashar Shifa on top of a bench that's next to him. And Amarvitz Hak Barhananya Amaravuna, Hakol Mashin Bifnea Shamash, you're allowed to put any food in front of the waiter and not feed him, Hutzmi Besarvayain, except for meat and wine, because there's a lot of uh, suffering over there. The guy is hungry, he sees it, he desires it, he wants to eat it, okay, then you have to give him a piece. And Amar of Hasdam, the meat and wine that we're talking about is Basashamin Vayain Yashan. We're talking about fatty meat, old wine. Someone has a strong desire for that when they see that. And Amar of Basashamin, Kolashana Kula, fatty meat the entire year. If he's, if it's next to him, then you got to give the guy a piece. Yain Yashan, we're talking about old wine. That's only Bitkufat Tammuz in the summertime where people are thirsty and he sees that wine and it smells good. You got to give him a a cup of wine. And Amara of Anan Batahrifa Havakaim now was standing Kamed de Morshmuel in front of Morshmuel by two lit of Shila de Arde and they brought him some sort of dish with uh, with mushrooms in it. And if he didn't let me eat some, Istakni, I would have been in danger. I was so hungry and the fact that he gave me some saved me from a dangerous hunger. And Amara of Havakaim na Kamed de Ravkan, I was in front of Ravkana, I to le. And they brought him gargeli de delifta bechala. They gave him pieces of turnips in vinegar. Ve'ilav de ha'av. Then, if he didn't give me istakne, I would have been in danger. Rav Papa Amar afilu temarta de hanunita. Even if it's a good fragrant date, if a person wants it, you got to give it to him. And klala de milta. And the rule is kol de it le reha ve'it le kiuha. Anything that has an aroma or a sharp taste. That if someone uh, is there and he looks at it and he 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 would only suffer if if you don't give him some, then you have to give him something. Otherwise, you could get dangerous. And the Gemara tells us a story. Abu Abar Ihi Uminyamin Bar Ihi. Both them Abu and Minyamin Bar the sons of Ihi. Had Safemi Kol Mina Mina. One would give the waiter from everything that was on the table, every type of food. Had Safemi Had Mina, and one would only give from one of the types of food that was on the table. And as a result, the one who would give from every type, Eliyahu would speak to him. And the other one who didn't give from every type of food, Eliyahu didn't speak with him. And who tarten Hasidim? There was two Hasidim. The Amrilan. Some say it was Rav Mori, Rav Pinchas, Benir of Hasdam. More kadim safe, umor me'aher safe. One would give the waiter in the beginning, and one would give the waiter at the end. The kadim safe, the one who gave the waiter in the beginning, Eliyahu mishtai ba'de, Eliyahu would speak with him. The me'aher safe, the one who gave after everyone ate, lo mishtai Eliyahu ba'de, Eliyahu would not speak with him. And amemor umor zutra ve'ravashet the three rabbis havu kayatve apitcha debe izgur malka. They were sitting by the opening of the house of Ezgur, the king of uh, Persia. Halif Azil Aturanaga de Malka. And all of a sudden, the king's uh, chief uh, butler was passing by. And Hazier Ravashe le Morzutra. Ravashe saw Morzutra de Havar Ape. He saw his face become pale. Shakal beitzvaite. So Ravashe took some of the food with his finger. Anachle bepumei. Put it in the, in, in the mouth of Morzutra. So Amar le, 
So uh, the person, the, the butler, was telling him, "You just ruined the entire sauda of the king. Once you put your finger in it, you ruined everything." So the officers of the king told Rav "Why would you do this? You ruined the king's food." Whoever makes this food shouldn't be making food for the king. The officer said, Why do you say that? I see in the food the meat of, of, of a pig that has tzara'at. So they went and they checked and they didn't find it. So Shakalitz Bi'atir, Ravashir took the officer's finger, he put it on one of the pieces. Did you check over here? Batku Ashkahu, they checked over there and they found exactly like you were saying, there was tsarat of a pig over there. Amru Lirabanan, so Rabanan told Ravashir, Mait Amasamahtanisa, why were you so relying on a miracle? You you put yourself in danger? Amalehu Ravashir said, Hazai Ruh Sarat de Kaparhai Laveh. I saw the, the spirit, the wind of Tzara'at was going over more Zutra because he was so desiring it, so I put myself in danger for him. By the way, a fascinating Hidush here by the, the Marasha, that this is the reason it says he put it on the mouth of Mozutra. I didn't say he put it in his mouth because he wouldn't feed him a pig because Tzadikim, they're, they're very careful with what they eat and Hashem takes care of them that they don't do any Averot with their food. And the Gemara says another story. There was a Roman. He told this woman, would you, Will you marry me? She told him no. So that Roman went. He brought pomegranates, started opening and eating in front of her. And all the saliva that was coming from her desire to eat it, she was swallowing it, he didn't give her any of this pomegranate, until her entire face and stomach blew up, Everything, every, her flesh was stretched, her, body, her skin was uh, see-through like uh, glass. So then he told her, if I bring you back to health, will you marry me? She said, yeah. So again, he went and he brought pomegranates. He peeled them, ate it in front of her. And he told her, Any any saliva that was coming out of you because of the because you were desiring this pomegranate, just spit it out. Until like a green leaf came out of her, and she was cured. Next, we learned in the Mishnah, she has to make thread from wool. It says, from wool, yes, but not from uh, not, not from linen. It's like Rabbi Yudah, the Tanya. He cannot force her not to serve his father, not to serve his son either, and not to put straw in front of his animals, like horses and donkeys, animals that have an extreme lust to be with something, either be with another animal, so you we don't want to send her to that situation, but you can compel her to Give straw in front of animals that are not so lustful. You don't have to worry that they're going to jump on her. Rashi brings another perush that you you could uh, you could tell her to go give uh, f- uh, straw in front of the female animals, not the male animals. 
Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Af eno kofad la'asot bepishtan. Rabbi Yehuda says you cannot force her to work with linen mipneshe pishtan masriach etapeh because linen, anyone who works with it always, ends up making a bad breath. Umesharbet etasfatayim makes lips long. And that's with uh, Roman linen, but regular linen she has to work with. Now we learned in the Mishnah, even if she brought a hundred uh, maidservants, he can still force her to work with wool because when people don't work, it ends up avirot uh, end up happening. And she got to do something. And Amara Rabbi Hanina Bered Ravika Shipud Shefahot Vegumot is Rav Malkiyot. The following three sugiot are Rav Malkiyot. Uh, number one is Shipud. That's uh, if a person used a, a skewer on Yom Tov, he finished it. You, uh, Shmuel says you can't touch it. Rav Malkiyot says you can touch it. Kelahar Yad. The second one is Shefahot. That's Rav Malkiyot over here who said Al Chazak And the third one is Vegumot, is holes. When a girl turns 12, there has to be two hairs in order for her to have simanim, and the hairs have to come from holes. And Rav Malkiyu said, if there's two holes without hair, that's good enough. Now the next three sugyot, Blorit, Efer, Mikleo, Gvina, is Rav Malkiya. Blorit is a Jewish barber who's giving a haircut to a goy. And the, the, the goy has a pony that he's using for Avodazara. Rav Malkia said, once you get within three fingers of the pony, you can't cut it anymore. Number two is Efer Mikle, where Rav Malkia said, a person is not allowed to put ashes on a wound that he has because that makes it ta- like a tattoo. And that's Asur. And Ugvina, the third case is cheese. We're not allowed to eat cheese that the Goyim made, and Rav Malkia explained because sometimes they they baste it with pig oil. Rav Amar Matnitin Umatnita Rav Malkia. If it's a Mishnah or a Braita, it's Rav Malkia. Shemateta. If it's from an Amora, then it's Rav Malkiyu. Vesimanach and the Siman is Matnita Malketa. The Mishnah is king. That's uh, Malkia. My Benai, what's the difference between what they said? So the Gemara explains, Ika Benayu Shefahot. The difference is our sugya over here. We're talking about a Mishnah, and over here it's Rav Malkiyu, and the Halacha is usually like Rav Malkia by Mishnayot, but over here it's Rav Malkiyu by the Mishnah. Okay. Rabban Shemomen Gamliel Omer, if a person vowed that He's not going to have any benefit from his wife's work. Then he has to divorce her and give her a ktuba money because when someone doesn't work, that ends up making someone crazy. And the Gemara said, Hainu Tanakama, but that's the same thing as the first Tana, which is Rabili Ezer. He said that if a person doesn't work, that could lead to zimat, averot. Obviously, they're telling you you could become crazy. So the Gemara explains, Ikabin, the difference between them would be, Dim Talela Beguriata Kitanyata. She plays with little dogs. Venadrashir or different types of games. According to Rabbi Ezer, just playing around games could lead you to Zima. But according to Rabbanchim Omengamliel, if someone's just playing with games, keeping themselves busy, then they won't become crazy. Next, the Mishnah says, Hamadir et mitashmisha mita. If a person says, I'm not going to be with my wife, tashmisha mita. 
Bet Shemai Omrim, you have Shte Shabbatot, and then you have to be with her. If you're not going to be with her for, after two weeks, then give her a get, and that's it. And give her a ketubah, and done. Bet Yidel Omrim, you have Shabbat Ahad. You have one week to, to, to be able to do Tashmish. Otherwise, then give, give her a get, and give her a ketubah. Hatalmidim, those who learn Torah, Yotzin Litamu Torah Shilob Bershut, who go out to learn Torah without permission from their wives, meaning their wife is not mohel on the Tashmish, they have Shiloshim Yom 30 days, after that they have to come back to Tashmish. Hapo'alim, people who work, Shabbat Tahat, they have one week to go out, then you have to come back by the end of the week and, and be with your wife. And the Gemara explains, the Ona, when we say Ona, a person has to be with his wife, Hatayalin, those who don't really work a lot, behold Yom, they have a chiyuv to be with their wife every day. Hapo'alim, those who go out to work and they're weak, okay, Shtayim b'Shabbat. They have to be with their wives twice a week. Kahamarim, those who go on their donkeys, they go to the next town, they come back. Ahat b'Shabbat, once a week. Hagamalim, those are on camels. Ahat l'Shloshim Yom, they go further, so it's once every 30 days. Hasapanim, those who go on boats. Ahat l'Shishachodashim, they have to come back and be with their wives once every six months. Divrer and again, there's a famous Meiri over here. Again, it depends each to his own. So if there's a Gamal, the person who goes to the camel and he only goes for a week, comes back, he is Hayav once a week. And there's an interesting Tosfot that explains that usually Onat Amit Hacham is from Arif Shabbat to Arif Shabbat. Over here, it's once every 30 days. And the reason is because once a week is when they're at home. But if they're constantly traveling to far places to learn Torah, then it's once every 30 days. And we'll start the Gemara. So we said, if a person said, I'm not going to be with my wife, Bet Shemai says, you got two weeks to be with her, otherwise divorce her. So what's Bet Shemai's reason? So they learn it out from a woman who gave birth to a, a, a girl. And there's two weeks that her husband's not allowed to be with her. That's Yemei Tum'ah is 14 days. And then she goes to Mikveh and they're allowed to be together. They learn it from a woman who had a baby boy, which they're only assured to each other one week, and then they're allowed to each other. So the Gemara asks, You should also learn it from a lady who gave birth to a girl. Meaning, you do see that sometimes she does, she's not with her husband for two weeks at a time, so why don't you learn from there? So the Gemara says, You're right. If Betty really learned it from you, that you would have a good point that it should be two weeks, like a woman who gave birth to a Nekeva girl. They learned it from a regular Nida. Regular Nida from the Torah. She's Tameh for a week. She goes to the Mikveh and they can be together. So Betty learns it from a Nida. So what's the Machloket? So the Gemara explains more Savar Betty holds something that's coming from something that's coming. You know, a fight between them is something common. And he does something common. It happens every month. So we'll learn one out of the other. Something that he causes. When he says, I'm not going to be with you, he's causing that. And we're going to learn that from from pregnancy and birth. That he's the one who caused it. He was with her. They had a baby. Nida is not, is not him causing it. It just happens on its own. So we're not going to learn one from the other. 
And Amarav Machloket Bimfaresh. The Machloket between Bet Shemai Bet Hillel is only if a person said an explicit uh, time, uh, three weeks, a month, two, uh, whatever it is in the Bet Shemai says two weeks, Bet Hillel says one week. If a person didn't set a number, according to everyone, divorce right now, give her a ketubah. She doesn't even have to wait that week or two weeks. Even if he just made a, a, a random uh, vow that I'm never going to be with you again, he didn't say how long. Also, let her wait two weeks. Maybe he'll come down after a couple of days, he'll go to the rabbi, and they won't have to get divorced. And the Gemara says, Rav and Shmuel already argued uh, on this subject once upon a time. If a person vowed that his wife is not going to benefit from him, not going to enjoy anything from him, for 30 days, okay, we can make this vow stand by... Uh, you give someone else money, that person will uh, give her money, or he'll give her money and you'll pay him back. Okay, this way you don't directly give her money, she's not directly benefiting from you, and everything works. Your termika, more than 30 days, your tzivitin ktubah. Divorce her, give her ktubah. Ve'amar Rav, and over here, Rav said, Lo shenu ela bimfaresh, that's dafka if he said an explicit amount of time. Aval bishtam, if he didn't say how long, your tzivitin ktubah, ktubah, divorce her right away, give her ktubah, ushmuel amar, even if he didn't give a number, also you should wait 30 days. Why Maybe he'll find a reason to annul that vow, go to the rabbi after a couple of days when he comes down. And the Gemara says, and we need both. Because if we only mentioned about Tashmishmita, okay, I would say, maybe Dafka over there, Rav said that if he didn't give an exact number, then he should divorce her. Because you can't have someone else to be with his wife. But when it comes to uh, vowing, uh, he's, he's not going to give his wife mezonot. You could hire someone else, or you could pay someone else to, to, to do it for you. Maybe he would agree to Shmuel that if a person vowed with that and didn't give an exact uh, number or time frame, that we give him his time, uh, give him a month until uh, maybe he'll come down and he'll do it. And if you only brought their mahluket down by vow uh, that he's not going to feed her, I would have said, maybe over there Shmuel said that if a person uh, didn't give an exact time, we give him 30 days because it could be in the meantime, uh, someone else could do the work uh, for him. Uh, he could have a parnas. Maybe Shmuel agrees to Rav that if a person vowed without a number, then we he has to, we don't give him any time. He has to divorce her right away. That's why we need this mahluket, both by Tishmishamita and by the vow against Mezonot. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem Amen Amen.